Welcome to the Leader Think Podcast, where we discuss personal growth and concepts for improving organizational culture. This is your host, Philip Grison. As you increase your wisdom, I hope you enlighten others on your path towards greatness. If you want to go further, head over to leaderthink.com. Resistance is futile. Resistance to anything that isn't worth resisting is futile. Resistance to anything unworthy of your focus only hurts you. It never serves you. Resistance can exhaust you. But worse yet, resistance can shift your focus away from where it needs to be. Your focus should mostly be on what's working, not what isn't working. People focus way too much attention on their problems. Listen to people speak. How much of their conversation is focused on their problems instead of what they're succeeding in? Maybe you are implementing some new program at work or dealing with some kind of organizational change. Maybe you perform public speaking on a regular basis. How often do you overfocus on the problems? Whether they're the system problems or people problems, how much of your focus is on problems? On one hand, you know you're doing great things in your life, but on the other hand, the world is always throwing distraction your way. It comes in the form of arrogant people who don't want to hear your ideas or don't understand how hard you try to help them. It comes in the form of the time-sucking responsibilities of work, family obligations, and mundane chores. But it's distraction. It's not where you are supposed to focus. Focus on strengths, and those strengths build. They even snowball at times. Resistance is the big red flag teaching you that truth. It can be difficult to agree with that truth, but it is still true. Like most things, I seem to love learning the hard way by screwing up first. Failure's my friend, right? It's always teaching me something. I was learning through failure this year. I was doing the opposite of everything I'm trying to explain and teach here. That's why I'm writing about it. That failure was reminding me I was doing it wrong. The resistance I was feeling was the big red flag or the slap to the face that I was not following my own advice. I was teaching a train the trainer type class early in the year. As always, I have to teach with the wide open view, the regulations, the best practices, the behavioral factor, the human error factor. And this guy, he immediately starts in with, you're wrong about everything you're teaching here. That loud type of outburst that you may experience in construction groups. He's surrounded by a couple other students who are learning about human performance, and they are embracing that operating philosophy. They're loving the behavioral conversation, but not this one guy. He's cutting me off mid-sentence, arguing with everything. He's just a big disruption in the class. 
at break, these two guys that are really into human performance, they're trying to convince him that he needs to learn about it. I asked the guy, the disruptor, what has he researched or learned about human performance? And he doesn't even answer. He just continues to talk about why it won't work. I ask again, and again, he doesn't respond. He just continues to argue against it. I ask a third time. Finally, he says he hasn't learned anything about it, but he still continues to judge it as bad. Now, intellectually, I know I should never give this much of my focus, my power, my attention to this resistor, because that is what he is doing, resisting. He is judging something he has never even taken the time to read or learn about. What am I doing? Focusing on him instead of these two other guys beside him that do embrace human performance, that do embrace me and what I'm teaching. I'm focusing on the resistor instead of the super fan sitting right beside him. But even though I know this intellectually, I keep focusing on this resistor all week long. Every conversation that has something to do with behavior or leadership, he's blurting things out in the middle of my sentence. He's shooting me down or making fun of it. And I'm still trying to convince him to see the bigger picture. And I'm failing miserably. But here's the worst part of all. In the process of focusing on the resistor, I have ignored not only the two guys who embrace human error, I've also ignored a guy in the far back corner who is deeply intrigued with all the psychological part of leadership. And another one on the front row who is also deeply inspired by these leadership tips. So there are four people that really do want to hear what I have to say. Four people that are greatly interested and inspired and want me to pour into them. And where is my focus? On the magnetic resistor. I'm doing it wrong. Although I speak of this problem student as the resistor, the truth is I am feeling resistance inside of myself. That is the warning sign that I should be paying attention to, but I'm not, that is telling me to ignore this guy. I could make excuses about other distractions that led to me behaving this way, but regardless, I'm not following my own advice. I'm putting all my focus on a resistor. I'm feeling a tremendous amount of resistance inside of me because I am resisting the resistor. His resistance is influencing me instead of me influencing him. I'm doing it wrong. So it took a four-day class to really bring this to light. It was at the very end of the course when it all became clear. Everyone is in the middle of testing. And as this guy brings his test to me, this resistor, he says this, you know, we disagreed a lot, but on the third day I could see you were finally coming around to my way of thinking. Holy crap. 
This guy thinks that I'm finally seeing it his way. That all this human performance leadership stuff, it's not valuable. And he really believes he has been convincing me of that. And I finally come around to his way of thinking. But in that moment, I learned the lesson, the lesson from failure. By over-focusing on the resistor, I never broke through to him. In fact, the only result I really did achieve is that he now thinks he's the one influencing me. And why wouldn't he? I gave him the majority of my attention all week. I was on my high, arrogant horse thinking that I'm so influential I can break through to this resistor. But I didn't. And in the process, I missed so many opportunities to help the superfans. So I didn't do a good job for the superfans. And for the critic, all I did was help reinforce his prejudices. I resisted the concept of ignoring resistors. But the resistance was something I could feel in my body. Next time, I'm going to listen to it. It was telling me the entire time that I was doing it wrong. Since then, I realized the power of this lesson. I've made some notes to myself, little reminders for speaking events that resistance tells me my focus is misplaced. If I feel resistance, I should engage someone else and ignore the resistor. If I give them my attention, I am more likely to reinforce their judgments and their prejudices. After all, my attention is positive reinforcement. It's food, regardless of the context of any words being spoken. Ignoring the crap out of the resistors is soon certain negative reinforcement. If they are going to come around, I am more likely to help them water seeds by ignoring the crap out of their resistance than engaging with their resistance. So let's talk about something more positive, the super fans. The guy in the far back corner I was talking about, the guy who I should have been engaging with, giving much more of my attention and focus, giving more of my true power. He was constantly giving me kudos. He was thanking me for the high level of over-delivering in the type of class I was teaching. After the class, he's emailing me with thankful messages. He's sending me material that might help me in my courses and with my personal growth. That's the type of person that deserves my focus. That's the type of person that deserves 100% of my attention. Resistance is futile. When you resist the resistor's resistance, you're engaging with it, which actually means you're feeding it. What a waste of your power. But this event was a great teacher for me. It helped me refine the little notes I leave myself before I speak in public. It reminded me how I can drift away from the wisdom inside of me. It reminded me how important it is to continually program my thought because I will drift if I don't. 
I can't pay attention all the time to what I know to be true. I do need reminders because I am a human and I make errors too. Whether they're notes on my phone or in my calendar as alarms, I have to keep programming my thought. I have to put conscious effort into it. I had drifted from my standard practice of programming my brain before each training session. You know, I didn't do that that week. And now I see that is the root of the problems I faced, the behaviors I displayed, and the result I achieved. I had drifted from programming thought. But guess what? I had focused so much on the arrogant behavior of this one guy's unbendable ego that I'd actually formed a new neural pathway that was focused on dealing with him, focused on trying to convince him at trying to change him. That neural pathway in me was being fed and it was growing. It was becoming a force inside my brain. So not only did I have a problem student in my classroom, I also had a problem neural pathway in my brain that I had to deal with after the class. In the process of cleaning up the mess I'd made in my brain, I was thankful to be aware of how easy it is to create a new thought and how hard it is to get rid of an ingrained habit. On one hand, there's this strong neural pathway in my brain that wants to live in the past. It thinks those thoughts of, if I could go back again, I would handle that guy this way. Do you ever have those mental conversations in your brain? The ones where you mentally go back in time to the past and think what you would have said differently? that you strongly believe would have shifted the entire experience in your favor? Well, guess what? There is no time machine available to do that. You never get to go back and relive that moment. So focusing on what you would have or could have done is also resistance. Resistance to what has already come to pass That type of resistance is also futile. But here I was doing it anyway. Even though my intellectual brain knew I was doing it wrong, I was doing it anyway. Why? Because I was focusing on it. I was creating a new strength-gaining neural pathway focused on this past experience. Not only did I know I had to ignore resistors, now I also had to ignore the thoughts in my brain about resistors. So here's how I cleaned up the mess I made. Since I know thought is a choice, I knew it was easier to create a new thought than to try to stop thinking the current thought. So for one day, every time I started to think about that experience with that resistor, I would say the name of a super fan of mine. You see, there's these awesome people that keep coming up in my life, these enthusiasts, these super fans that not only like to talk with me, 
They support me. They tell other people about me. And there's people like that in your life too. People that talk to you, that engage with you, and tell other people how great you are. They cheer you on from the sidelines, but they also cheer you on when you aren't in the room with them. There's this super fan of mine that leaves me reviews on the internet, comments on my posts, and I even hear from other people how she supports me. It's one thing for someone to say nice things to your face, but when you hear about them cheering you on from other people, it concretes how genuine their support is. So I started by saying the superfan's name every time I started to think about the resistor or anything related to that experience. The lesson was learned. Now I just needed to remove the neural pathway from my brain. How do you do that? By ignoring it and thinking something totally different in its place. What's amazing is how easy it is to do that. By purposely saying the superfan's name every time I started to think about that resistor, I was able to stop focusing on what consumed my attention for a week in one day. By day two, my mind was focused on something totally different. I was back to focusing on creating new content and doing what I should be doing, moving forward. One day of choosing a different thought is all I needed to do to remove an old habit that was gaining strength for a solid week. You see, to focus on not thinking something actually keeps feeding it and making it stronger because you are still focused on it. You are just focused on trying to not focus on what you don't want to focus on which means you're still focusing on it, feeding it, and making it stronger. But by choosing the superfan's name as my new thought, I focused on someone else. Since the focus wasn't on not thinking something, but instead thinking something new, my brain started to see that week-long neural pathway as something that needed to be pruned off my brain started to see the resistor as a useless thought. So I had a failure, but the failure was a teacher, a valuable lesson I needed to learn. Now I'm aware again. Now I can refine what thoughts I program my brain with before I enter a new experience or teach another class. I created a little note file on my phone titled Teaching Hour One. In case I get too busy and forget to program my phone with the note reminders when I need them, it's a backup plan. Another tool for programming thought when my standard practice is out of service. It has a little note to myself about my purpose in this world, but it also contains this thought. Never resist being. For me, that thought is as deep as the ocean. It points towards not letting my ego resist against my intellectual self. It points towards not resisting the present moment that is filled with both enthusiasts, who are my fans, and resistors, who are my critics. Both are in the room today and every day. 
It points towards not resisting the fact that I get overworked and tired some weeks. Resisting the job I have to do is futile. It's not going to make my present moment any better. The note also points to not resisting how busy I am. And instead of wishing I had more free time, accepting that free time will come one day, it's just not today. Never resist being is a thought I'm choosing to think and purposely programming my brain to think before I experience the different personalities of the crowd, the different class dynamics of the room. Now, here's the best part of all. The next week, I'm teaching a class again. The same scenario occurs. Here comes a resistor. He's arguing with everything I'm saying. He's arguing with any student in the room who sees any value in what I'm saying. He's the new resistor in the new class. So after everything I just shared with you, I know what I need to do now. Ignore him. And I did. Every time he made a resistance comment, I would either give him the slightest acknowledgement or just focus on someone else. You could tell he didn't like the lack of attention. I even noticed him out of the corner of my eye, laughing uncomfortably when I would ignore him or whispering to his neighbor because he needed some attention. And that is totally okay. I'm not supposed to defend myself against resistors. I'm supposed to completely divert my focus away from them. And I did. And guess what? At the end of this week-long course, he comes up to me and says, I just want you to know that this has been the best course I've ever had in my career. And this guy was in his 60s. Now, I'm not saying it's always going to work out this way, but sometimes it will. When you don't feed resistors, when you cut off the attentive food supply, sometimes they hunger for something else. This new resistor judged what he didn't understand. But when I chose not to engage with his resistance, I was actually able to influence him a little. Maybe he didn't buy into every concept I was selling, but I did make an impression on him. I made an impression on him because I did ignore him. He had an experience that he will remember. Sometimes when you ignore the resistor, they actually pay you more attention because you ignore them. So let's talk about respectfully ignoring people. You can easily shift your focus away from a resistor in a respectful way. It's the logical thing to do. You can also easily shift your body toward the enthusiasts. If it's in a classroom or around a meeting table in a boardroom, you can ever so subtly shift your body toward the fans and away from the resistors. Make eye contact with the enthusiast. Ask them questions. Be curious with them. Ignore the resistor. When they make those argumentative comments, just respond with, oh, okay, that's an interesting way of seeing things, 
but immediately go back to the enthusiast. So what do you think about this topic? I wish it was as easy as kicking all the resistors out of the room, but sometimes you have to deal with them. Sometimes the resistors are just the circumstance in the behavioral model. They are the unchangeable in your current situation, but you can get better at ignoring the crap out of them. If they want to grow, awesome. If they want to learn from you one day, super freaking hell yeah. But if they are resisting in this present moment, then they do not deserve your power. Resisting against this truth is futile. Never resist the resistor. Allow them to be. Just master ignoring the crap out of them. Resistance is the messenger. That's her purpose in life. She's trying to tell you your focus is off. Listen to her. Whenever you feel resistance to the truths of behavioral reinforcement, that's the message telling you exactly what you need to hear. You just have to do what it says. Look the other way. Look at the people that want to hear what you have to say. If you learned something valuable today, please share it with others. For more information, head over to leaderthink.com.